making money while you sleep, it does mean that you can live flexibly, that you can live the kind of life that you want to live. You have the freedom to choose how you live your life and have a good quality life. Um, so you, you know, live really well and you work less. Imagine if you just had that flexibility and work in a way that works for you. That's the kind of quality of life that we want. And so that is what making money while you sleep is about. It's not about having that flash kind of lifestyle. It's about creating a life that works for you. Does the idea of quitting the nine to five, working for yourself and generating income even while you sleep, does that appeal to you? That may sound like a silly question, but hundreds of people are doing just that, generating passive income through workshops, courses, training programs, and more. And my next guest, Lucy Griffiths, knows all about that. She's a course creation expert and the author of Make Money While You Sleep. In her book and membership program, Lucy shares her expertise all the ins and outs of creating courses and other forms of passive income so you can free up your time, work less, make more, and just create more flexibility in your daily life. So welcome, Lucy. I'm really delighted to have you on the podcast. So why don't we get cracking, get straight into it and talk about your fabulous book, make money while you sleep, and also the membership program. So tell me a little bit about the book, what's it about, and who's it for? So the book is Make Money While You Sleep, and essentially it is teaching you how you can create passive income and build a course, build a digital course, turn what you know, your expertise, your experience into a course, and then sell that on repeat um, using the power of social media or email or however you build an audience so you can sell your course. Mm -hmm. And really, it means that you can live more, work less and just free you up. So rather than being chained to kind of one-to-one -one appointments or um, having to run a business in a certain way, it gives you that freedom. So you're still creating revenue, but it, you can remove yourself from the day-to-day -day operations because the course is doing the work for you and doing the talking for you. Yeah, that sounds fabulous, doesn't it? And who would you say, who would be your ideal kind of reader for this book? Who is this aimed for? So I really wrote the book for, you know, I'm a 40-something-year-old woman. So, you know, I, that was definitely a an audience that I was writing to. But I also wanted to make it clear that actually, if you are hitting, you know, almost retirement age, and you're thinking, how am I going to top up my pension, then this is really possible for you too. Or I started my business, and I really, really resonate with this. I was, you know, a mom with a young child. And so I didn't want to go back to work. My working professional life, just same as you was as a journalist, and I was traveling a lot. My last assignment before I stopped being a journalist was was working in Ukraine covering the conflict in 2014. And I didn't want to go back to that life. I didn't want to feel that I was having to travel all the time, that I was going, you know, three weeks on assignment. I wanted to be home. But the reality was 
that actually my old way of life, if I was doing that, I'd have been in the newsroom working 14 hours a day. Again, that was not very child-friendly. So I had to find another way of working. I set up my business. I started doing one-to-ones. But actually working one-to-one and helping people, in, in my case, going out, working with people, um, meant, again, it wasn't very child-friendly. So I wanted to find a way that fitted around you know, my my son, his childcare needs, um, he is autistic. And so I wanted to make sure that I could be there for therapy sessions, for hospital appointments, for all of those things. And so by having a passive income kind of business, it doesn't mean you don't work, you absolutely work, but you work in a way that suits you. So I will work intensely for a few days. And then it means that Fridays I don't really work because I take him to therapy sessions and I'm really present at weekends. And I don't work when he, when I pick him up from school, I stop work and I don't work until I put him to bed. And then I may do a little work in the evening, depending on how I feel. So you can choose your hours rather than feeling like you're a slave to the system or you are kind of stuck at the mercy of everything that's going on and your business is controlling you rather than you choosing hours that fit you and your life. Yeah, and that's what I love about the whole passive income um, you know, field, isn't it? It's that flexibility because I think we've all, especially, you know, if I can mention the word since COVID, we've all realized, you know, that the work-life balance for a lot of us was so out of kilter, wasn't it? So it's about flexibility, isn't it? And taking control of your own, you know, your own daily life, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you know, being able to say, drop him off at school, um, I go for a run, um, and then I'll start work about 10, and I'm usually done about two. And so actually, those are, you know, those are really nice hours, but I'm still able to turn over a really, you know, decent income and and create a life that works for me. It means in the holidays, I have flexibility that fits around my son and I can choose how I work. It yes, you are still working. Absolutely you're still working, but you don't have to work in that same way. Yes, I, I agree. And um we'll come to that in a minute actually, you know, the whole investment of time and energy. But I wonder if people are listening to this or watching this and thinking, you know, have I got what it takes to create a course or do I even have an idea or I may have an idea to create a course, but is it actually going to sell? What would you say to them? So when you're first starting out and you think, is this idea going to work? It's really important to trust your gut, but also to make sure that you test it out, you validate it, you make sure that people want this. And, you know, you can have conversations with people, you can do surveys, you can ask on social media, all of those things, look at Amazon reviews, whatever it may be, if you don't have an audience, just to to know, is this something that people really want and need? Or is it something that is kind of fluffy, that sounds good, but the reality is that they are not necessarily going to buy it. And particularly in this economic situation, it's got to be something that is a hell yes, where it's like, oh, wow, this is so essential. Because otherwise, it's it's one of those things. And you can hear from people's responses. They'll say, oh, that sounds good. Yeah, that sounds nice. 
There's nothing else. Whereas if you know you're onto something, they might say, oh, wow, that sounds amazing. I need to get that for my brother-in-law or whoever. And you can just tell that difference. So if it's a polite, that sounds good, you know, do I need to go back to the drawing board? And you've also got to think, what is going to work right now? There are things that might have worked six months ago that aren't necessarily relevant right now because our needs have changed because of, you know, the global economic climate. And so I was looking at somebody who um, is, she's quite a big influencer, Kate Northrup, and she has spent the last few years talking about productivity and all of her, you know, all of her journals, moon journals or whatever. And she's very much in that space. But 10 years ago, she wrote a book about um, money, a love story. And I've noticed that she has gone back to talking about money, a love story. And, and I think that is a message for everybody that actually she's recognized that while the productivity stuff is nice to have for right now, is it what people really need? And I think there's a really strong case to say, actually, what people need now is thinking of how can I, you know, maximize what I do to make more money? How can I um, save more money? Whatever it may be that is going to talk to people in this current situation that we're in. Yeah, that's really great advice because obviously, you know, we can get really passionate about our ideas, can't we? And think, oh, yeah, I'll make a course about this or I'll make a membership about that. But it's almost like you you need to pause, don't you? And and wait, you know, pause on amber and wait for the green light, which is that feedback from people that this is something that's valuable and needed. Absolutely. And it also has to it's it, so get that feedback, but also be responsive. You know, there was, you know, pivot was the word of 2020. Well, actually, people need to pivot more so now than though no one's really talking about that. And so really be realistic to say what is going to work right now. And it may be that you do have to, you know, slightly tweak and change your direction, whatever it may be. It's still possible, but you just have to think what is going to work in this particular set of circumstances. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Definitely. And I think that was a lesson I should have learned <laughs> a couple of years ago because, um, you know, I first was uh, introduced to you, Lucy, through your own courses. And I think it was the Become Confident on Camera uh, course, which, you know, I'm a lot more confident than I used to be, thanks to you. <laughs> but um, but yes, I think it's timing, isn't it? Timing and and really having one eye on the current climate and one eye on what your passion is and trying to balance them both. So if there's somebody out there right now and thinks, I have this idea and I want to create a course, what would you say would be the very first step? Say they've got that feedback and they're like, yes, this is a go. What would be the next step for them to take? Um, I think when it comes to creating a course, um, you know, you, once you've tested, you validate it, then it's about actually creating the content. So, um, you know, working out, is that going to be best in a membership? Is that a mini course or is that a more of a signature course? And having that that long-term vision of where you're going with the course, um, you know, breaking it down from those different elements, because what you want to do is increase the lifetime value of the customer so that you are 
not just selling one course, that you're selling a multiple chain of products so that you're selling, maybe it's a mini course and then they upgrade into a higher priced offering and maybe the membership in the longer term. And so you are talking to them at every stage of the journey. You're not just getting that one hit wonder, they're coming back for more. And I think that whole, we're talking about, you know, the the putting in the time and the energy and the investment. Tell us a little bit about some of the success stories that you have seen, because obviously, you know, there are some great stories out there um, that would help people, you know, motivate people maybe and and help them see the rewards from creating a cause. Um, So probably uh, one of my um, favourite stories is probably um, Leah Turner, who's um, really big on LinkedIn. And, you know, two years ago during the pandemic, her business collapsed and she was um, single mom and really panicked of what to do. And so she started teaching people how to use LinkedIn and she completely exploded um, with the way that she was working. Um, And her business absolutely went stratospheric like she literally has grown to about 160,000 followers on LinkedIn um, in a very short space of time but she then got to a point where she was doing one-on-ones with people trying to navigate single parenthood the pandemic all of those things and was completely overwhelmed and so when we met um, you know she wanted another way out so we we basically created um, a, a course for her. So we w- worked through all of that process, created a course together for her. And then from that, um, she has, you know, she did all of it. She did all the filming and stuff, you know, in the midst of, you know, the difficulties of homeschooling and all of those things. And and then from that, um, she, she then built a membership on the back. And now that is the thing that she mainly sells. So she had membership brings her in recurring revenue every month. She has her courses. She still does one-on-ones because it's nice to talk to people. She still does those, but she can charge a higher price point for that. And she can limit the amount of hours that she does because um, actually, you know, it means that she doesn't want to work all the time. And she's, you know, she can say, oh, I'm only available. I've, I've got you know, 10 sessions this month or however many she wants to say that gives her that, you know, that basket of um, options, but at the same time, it doesn't completely overwhelm her and feel draining. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of, um, you know, therapists or counsellors or coaches who are listening to this will completely understand that dilemma where you, you know, there's only so many clients you can see and it's great to be busy and I'm grateful to be busy. But, you know, you reach a plateau, don't you, where you can only see as many clients and you can only charge as much as you're charging. So this uh, the idea of passive income is literally while you make money while you sleep, which is freeing up all that time, isn't it? So you don't get that overwhelm and don't feel so like you're on the hamster wheel of continually delivering. Yes, absolutely. And and that means, you know, so, you know, Leah's membership brings her in an extra 10k a month and that that means she's got that um it's probably more by now but it gives it gives you that that cushion of financial freedom that's your kind of salary but at the same time you're not having you're not having to be on those one-to-one sessions if you know your child gets sick or um you know any whatever you know emergencies kick off in your life or you don't have to work in the same way you can you can um you can basically work in a way that works for you how much time 
an investment of energy would you say creating a course or a membership takes? You know, what what should people realistically be expecting? So creating a course, you know, I'm not going to lie. It's, it's not like you can snap your fingers and, oh, wow, that's done. It's amazing. You know, it does take work. But at the same time, it is um, it's you are building something um, that is 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 future proofing your life. It's there for, you know, the, the, my course that I built, my confident on camera course, I built in 2017 and it still sells. So you see, you know, it's not just your, it's an investment of your time and energy, but it, it, it has that sustainable value in the longer term. Obviously with confident on camera, I have tweaked various modules and all of those things, but essentially, um, you know, that same premise still exists. And, you know, you are, while it might feel like, oh God, I, you know, I, I need to um, work harder in the evening for, you know, the next two months or whatever it may be, it is utterly possible. Um, I've just had a client who he was working full time. He's a single dad and, um, you know, he has a lot to juggle, but he worked really hard every evening and, you know, he would do work at weekends, just fitting it around his kids' lives. And and actually now he's, you know, he built his course in six weeks. I mean, he was, you know, pretty astounding the way he would do it, but it is possible. You just have to be, you know, determined this is what I'm going to do. And and that outcome can be can be yours. It just it depends on how you want to work. Some people take a bit longer, but you still get there. Mm, mm, yes. And I, I love what you just said actually about tweaking. And it's not like you know, obviously, when you publish a book and you can do reprints, but with a course, whether it's online, you can consistently and, and continually tweak, can't you, and edit and oh, bring up absolutely. Yes. I think some people get put off on, on the idea about it has to be perfect straight away. And, you know, we both know that's not the case. <laughs> yeah, know. just put it out there, create it, and then it can be modified. Um, and that's why I always you know, when I have a program that teaches people how to create courses and um, I very much say, right, well, let's let's build a workshop in as part of that, because then you can have that live feedback, test it. And and, you know, I'm onto something. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you, you really see when you do that, that there are going to be mistakes. It doesn't have to be perfect. And people actually quite like it when it's not completely perfect. Yes, absolutely. It's just being human, isn't it? And realizing, absolutely. you know, we're not we're not gurus and we're not uh, we're not trying to be perfect in every sense which brings me to that other point actually and um, we can go on to this in a bit more detail about some of the blocks that um some people might have about you know they may want to create a course but then they'll say oh no but and they have that they butt themselves don't they and talking about the perfection side of it i you know your book mentioned it was um uh, who am i to teach anything you know i i don't have enough expertise or I'm not good enough to be teaching or training. What would you say to that? So a lot of people worry that they are not an expert, that they think they need to wait. I had one client who said, oh, I'm going to wait till I've done my PhD before I create a course. And, you know, you don't have to wait. Um, People actually like someone who is a couple of steps ahead of them. Um, And you know, you don't have to feel like, oh, I've got to wait till I'm this big guru because, you know, it, it just people want someone who's approachable, who is is kind of like them. So start and 
you will find that your audience is drawn to you. You will find that your people resonate with you. It doesn't have to be perfect, but you do have to start. You have to just make that decision. I'm going to go for it, even if I'm not perfect, even if, um, you know, some people don't like you. Not everyone is going to like you. That's okay. Um, But you will find your people who like and resonate with you. That's so interesting because I actually just did a little um, video on that. Exactly those uh, those words, you know, your people. And it's about sending out your message like a beacon, really, isn't it? You know, not everyone's going to like it. Not everyone's going to want to listen to it. But you're sending out a message. Here I am. Come and find me. And and of course, is an ideal way of doing that. I, I love that. I love what you've said there. But tell me also, I think the big gnarly elephant in the room, if you like, is this whole issue, and you've probably seen it, I've seen it as a, a coach and a hypnotherapist, of money mindset and getting over the block of, well, hold on a minute, making money while you sleep or passive income, or it doesn't feel real to some people and they don't feel that they're actually able to achieve it. So another one for you, Lucy, <laughs> the agony aunt on that one, what would you say? <laughs> I mean, you know, money mindset is, you know, I certainly have you know, I have definitely done the work on money mindset. I it, It's not something where I felt like, oh, um, money comes easily to me or all of those things. I definitely had a, a huge journey. Um, but the reality is it is possible. It's possible for everyone to do this. And, you know, recognize when you are when you're telling yourself a story, because it's stories that we tell ourselves, whether it's stories from when we were a child or things our parents may have said to us or somebody else in the family or a friend have said something that maybe we take on as being, that's the truth, that's who we are. And, um, you know, it's it's really important to watch those stories and, and recognize them because, you know, it, w- making money while you sleep is, Okay, it's a catchphrase. But the reality is, it's not so you can kind of swan around in your Lamborghini or whatever. I That life does not interest me. Um, but it does mean that you can live flexibly, that you can live the kind of life that you want to live. You have the freedom to choose how you live your life and have a good quality life. Um, so you, you know, live really well and you work less. Mm-hmm. And so if you can see it on those terms and say, okay, well, I'd then like to be able to sell my courses, my digital products, maybe include affiliate marketing or whatever else in there as well. Um, you know, all of that comes into passive income, all of those possibilities, then it is possible for you also to create that kind of life where you can step back. You're not having to get up at 6am, get the kids ready, drop them off at the childminders, drive to the office, have a long commute, um, you know, get through the day, barely eat lunch, and then drive home again, get back at six just to be able to sort out the kids before you put them to bed. And, you know, all of those things, which can be exhausting and draining. Imagine if you just had that flexibility where you could not have to drive to work, where you could just focus on getting the kids to school and go for a run or have a chat with some of the mums from school and then go home, work, have appointments when it suits you, but actually work on projects that you love and light you up and then be available to pick the kids up from school, cook dinner, have a chilled evening and work in a way that works for you. That's the kind of quality of life that we want. 
And so that is what making money while you sleep is about. It's not about having that flash kind of lifestyle. It's about creating a life that works for you. Mm, mm, Absolutely. And I love that about, you know, taking control really, isn't it? And saying, this is how I want my life to be. And passive income gives you that, gives you that freedom, that flexibility. I know another one, an old chestnut that uh, comes up again and again is, um, oh, I'm just not tech minded. You know, I, I can't, because, you know, there is an awful lot of technology that's involved with creating a course. And luckily, there are a lot of different platforms that can help you with it. But what would you say to someone who says, I, I can't create a course. I'm not tech minded. I'm not really good on, you know, on computers, on the Internet, on whatever. What would you say? So I have a, a lot of people in my membership who are definitely more senior in life, let's say. And um, I think my oldest student is 82. And, um, you know, it is utterly possible for you to create that course, create that membership. Um, You know, the way that we have my membership set up is we have a weekly coaching call with uh, my tech whiz who will help you with anything. And while there are definitely you know, things that might, you might think, oh, I can't do this and hold you back and have those limiting beliefs. Actually, when you start, when you break down some kind of goal um, and you just, you you actually start on the process, the brain is resistant to doing that thing because it seems difficult that we think, oh, I can't possibly do that. But when you actually start doing it, then um, then you realize, oh, it's not as bad as I thought it was. And so maybe the, one of the best ways to do that is actually to say, I'm going to spend 15 minutes doing this thing. So just start really small, but just say to yourself, I'm going to do this for 15 minutes and see how I get on. And you will be surprised that in 15 minutes time, you'll go, oh, this wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Maybe I'll stick to however long. And then the next time you go back to it, Maybe say to yourself, oh, I'll do 30 minutes this time and then I'll do 45 the next time. And actually you build up because you're building up, you know, stamina and you're building up the potential to be able to work on that particular tool or whatever it may be. And so rather than just feeling frustrated with it all, you build up slowly and suddenly you'll find like, oh, I can do all these things. Like I have so many clients who, you know, a year or two ago would feel like, oh, I don't know anything. And now they're, you know, they're the ones that are dishing out the advice and helping others because they've learned. And, you know, there is tech platforms want to make it easy. They want to help you. So there are ways that you can get support. Lots of tech platforms have help desks, all of those things. If you're not particularly tech savvy, choose platforms that have those options because you'll get the support. It's nothing worse than sitting there thinking, I do not know how to use this particular tool. That is no fun. And I, you know, I, I certainly remember days of wanting to throw my laptop out the window. But I I literally said, I don't like this landing page platform. I'm going to move somewhere else. So I moved to a platform where I could actually ask somebody, how do I do this? And now, you know, I can build a I can build a website in a weekend. It is utterly possible, but you've just got to think, okay, I'm going to go with a platform where I'm going to get that support and I want to have support around me. So I am going to ask people. And when you're making a bit of money, maybe it's by doing Zoom calls, one-to-ones, you can then outsource the bits you absolutely hate. Um, you know, and and so it, you know, it might be that you you spend 
you know, a couple of hours of their time to do that thing, but it saves you three days of trauma and stress. And then once you've got that system in place, you can just duplicate what they've done and create another version of that. Mm, mm, Yes. And so really it's about, you know, don't be overwhelmed, you know, just take those small steps. But also, and again, you mentioned it in this book, you don't have to do this all by yourself. You know, there are lots of people out there, you included, you know, with your amazing experience and expertise, who can help people go through the process and hold their hand a little bit and just make it, you know, not a lot less painful than it would be otherwise. (laughs) Absolutely. You can, you know, really get that help and support. And that's, you know, that is one of the things that when you join something like a membership, you see that other people are, or some kind of coaching program, you see that everyone else is in the same boat and they're also having those struggles. Mm. And when you feel like, oh, I'm not alone, I can do this, that really helps you. And also that group accountability where you you then feel answerable to your peers and whatever else is going on, that that also inspires you and propels you forward. And I think, um, so, you know, we're going through all of the, the the blocks that people might have. I guess the last one really is there might be people listening to, to this who think, oh, I'd love to make passive income. I'd love to make money while I sleep, but I really don't have an idea. How can people get started if they're not really sure what idea to have? What do you think? What Where should they start looking? Um, just look at the things that you do, um, you know, your hobbies, your interests, your experience, your expertise. Um, I have, you know, people who teach, I, I've got somebody who um, teaches how to build model tractors, um, you know, so it can be the most you might think, what? or, you know, how to deepen your spirituality. Um, you know, he's he's a Christian and wants to, to help other people deepen their spirituality through to yoga teachers or how to um, be, you know, more money saving, um, you know, so there's multiple ways that you can do it. It's, it's really thinking when you're on social media, um, you know, is there is there an interest in this? What what are, are other people are talking about this? Um, it may be that you start off with one idea and just allow yourself that white space, you know, go for a walk, do meditations, allow yourself that white space, that creativity to think through some ideas. And, you know, just brainstorm and the more you kind of go into it might be you're washing up and you suddenly come up with I know I'm going to do this thing and maybe like sometimes I find people create one idea they're going for it and then they realize actually I'm you know actually I want to pivot and do this and so they might it might be that we don't we're not always a linear path that we do have twists and turns along the way but you will get there but the most important thing is to actually start because you learn in the process of doing. You don't learn by just sitting on the fence saying, oh, I'd like to do that thing. And I certainly, for me, I sat on the fence. Um, God, in, back in 2012, I could have done um, a group coaching program and I sat on the fence and I didn't do it. I chickened out. And that is definitely one of the biggest regrets that I didn't go for it in that program because actually that would have been such a game changer for the way that I worked and, um, you know, actually how much easier it was to grow on social media, all of those things, if I'd have started back then. And so, um, you know, really sometimes there is, you know, there's a gut instinct that we have. There's that little voice that's like, go for it. And then there's another part of us that's like, oh no, you can't possibly do that thing. And we shut ourselves down. And we all have that. I definitely had that at times. 
But the reality is listen to that intuition, listen to that inner voice of what's calling you and and giving you that inspiration to go for it. I love that. And I think intuition definitely is becoming more of a focus point, isn't it? You know, we we went through a period of um, everyone was talking about mindfulness. And now I think it's the focus has switched to intuition and that gut instinct. And I think we know more than we give ourselves credit for, don't we? And it's that that part that actually I think, as you're saying, can become something you can teach somebody else. And we all can be teachers, can't we? Which is which is lovely. I, I love that idea. What would you say to somebody, um, because you've mentioned membership and you've mentioned courses, but what would be the difference? Why would somebody choose a membership over a course or a course over a membership or should they do both? It depends on you and how your business is structured and what works for you. I have people that have just created a membership and people who've just created courses. So a course is you know, a se- sequence of um, trainings, whether that's videos or workbooks, and you are selling those again and again on repeat. Whereas a membership is maybe there's, you know, a community, maybe there's different modules released every month. Um, so there's there's a new um, a new addition, there's a new something um, that evolves every single month. And so that is ongoing work. Now, the benefit of that is that it means you don't have to have everything ready at once. You can start off small and build and it evolves with you. You just get started. Yeah. yeah. Um, One of the things that it can be a downside to it, and I certainly fell for this when I first set up my membership, is that um, you can feel like you've got to create this thing and you're on this content hamster wheel. And um, and it's like constantly like, oh, God, I've got to create this thing. So make sure that you give yourself that flexibility that you um, that you're not feeling like you're on that hamster wheel um, and instead have it set up in a way that is structured that um, that really works for you, that you're supporting that audience that you have, you're coaching, you're working with them but you're not feeling a slave to that machine in the same way that you might do with a nine to five job. That's so important because, you know, my own experience is of that, of having created a membership and then realizing, actually, can I sustain it? You know, can I sustain this level of content? And so it's about finding, isn't it, what's right for you and your lifestyle and your how you want to work. So that's a really, really, really good point. Yes. And I love what you say, you know. Because in- it can get draining. And so you've, you've got to do it in a way that is manageable. Like my first membership, I closed it because it did feel draining. Since building um, the Make Money While You Sleep membership, I've set it up in a way where I'm definitely present and I'm very present within it. I do a, a weekly coaching call, but actually I bring in other experts. And so I have that flexibility so that I'm not feeling exhausted all the time. Mm. And that's a really good segue into, you know, what lessons have you learned over the course of this career, you know, what what have you learned? What are you, it sounds like you're putting it all into practice with make money while you sleep. The lessons you've learned in the past, tell us a little bit about as a woman in business, as a mom, you know, what would you say is important that you have learned? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> I, well, I think, I think definitely following your intuition is probably the biggest lesson I have learned. Um, I was definitely, you know, the success of my courses, I was approached by quite a few people um, to build courses with them, do joint ventures. And some of these were really big brands and really big influencers. And um, 
one of the lessons I really, really learned is that um, actually you've got to follow your gut. And while there was certainly one instance where um, I did something because other people in my life were telling me it's a good idea. So, oh, it's a good idea to do this thing. It's, you know, this, this person has X amount of audience and this will be great publicity and all of these things. And kind of it's very sort of ego driven and, you know, logic, strategy, all of those things. It, it was, it was a good idea on paper, but my gut was screaming at me to say, don't do this. And um, I chose to ignore it. And um, it was, um, it was only, you know, a, a chunk of time in the process that I realized, how do I get out of this? And it was only when I started, rather than being in that kind of push energy, that um, almost masculine energy, where I stepped back and I was like, you know what, I want to get back to my sort of feminine flow a lot more, follow my intuition, um, and was, you know, getting much more into things like Reiki, that I was then, I moved in a direction where I managed to kind of exit that particular situation and um and you know and 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 work in a way that worked for me rather than feeling like I was you know just having to do things because you should do them and and I really strongly say to anyone whatever business opportunity joint venture whatever it may be even if it's a client and the client just feels we've all had clients where you know they might it might feel like oh I need this money I must take this money or whatever and it just feels off that there's something that you can't quite put your finger on that you just it doesn't feel right in those instances just release it let it go and um and and actually with um Reiki I was fine there's there's great and you can get these on YouTube plus also seeing someone someone ideally but cord cutting like energetic cord cutting has been so monumental in in removing some of those ties within a business situation of things that did not serve me Oh, yes. I mean, I, I completely agree. I've been there, too, you know, where you find yourself in mesh, don't you? And think, oh, no, this isn't such a good idea. Completely agree. And um, so definitely a lovely lesson there to trust your intuition, because we can be, you know, victim. We all want to be successful. But once you've reached that level of success, that's when you can kind of, you know, lose your way a little bit, maybe. So it's more important than ever to trust that inner guidance isn't it and and I love that about cord cutting I shall be doing that tonight <laughs> it's, it's amazing it's amazing <laughs> I, I like it really works so. lovely I do love that I remember another uh, visualization somebody an old lady in a taxi I'm going to digress massively but I was in a taxi and I shared it was one of those days when there was a, a strike a London train strike and it was bus replacement service and I ended up just jumping in a taxi and an a little old lady jumped in with me. She said, can I share your ride? And I said, yes, come along. And I was actually a little bit stressed and um, I can't remember what I was doing, but she looked at me and said, you know, you, you look a little bit stressed. And I said, I am a little bit, yes. <laughs> and she said, well, this works for me. And she said, imagine, visualize 
red roots going through you and down into the ground, red roots, and they're anchoring you to the ground and they're securing you to the ground. And so now I always think red roots, you know, whenever I get a little bit stressed, but what a weird chance encounter and and it stays with me, but um, cord cutting is a new one that will stay with me as well. So that's wonderful. You know, I love, I love hearing from other people and especially women in business about the lessons they have learned because we don't get to the age we are now without having learned some of the, you know, some of these life lessons that really then we can put to, to great use as we, as we go forward. What would you say then, you know, now today with all of this behind you and your expertise and you sound like, you know, you've reached a place in your life and career where you're really doing what works for you. What would you say really motivates you to keep going and gets you out of bed and gets you, you know, ch- creating? Because it's a creation, isn't it? It's that whole creation process. What What is it for you? Um, You know, I think being creative is something that stems out of being happy. And so um, when you are happy and enjoying life, it's so much easier to be creative when you are when you're feeling um, just frustrated or you're not feeling like things aren't in flow, when you feel in some way stuck, it's harder to be creative. You feel like you're wading through treacle. So um, if you're not feeling creative, like work out, okay, what what can change? What can I change within my life? to um, to actually have that flow back and get that flow. Um, And sometimes it might be going for a run or um, I love cold water swimming, doing something like that. Or uh, maybe it's a Reiki session or a meditation, doing something to get yourself so you're back into you and feeling what works for you. And when you feel much more you, then actually, then it's much easier to have that creative flow. And so that is really, really important. Um, and so often we can be in that kind of push mentality. We can't, you know, it's the world is, you know, set up, you know, masculine structures of like doing and pushing and being and do. And that works to a certain level, like strategy works to a certain level. But beyond that, you've got to propel yourself forward. You've got to keep going through the difficult times and the good times. And to be keep going as a kind of creative content machine to keep writing on social media, you need to have that kind of resourcefulness. And so allow yourself that space and that creativity to to just be. And then that enables that flow where you can be creative. Otherwise, you'll just feel drained and exhausted and it's not going to flow in the way you want it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So less of the hustle really, isn't it? More of space. I mean, creativity needs space, doesn't it? And when you're definitely in that hustle mentality, you have to do, do, do and sell, sell, sell. I know parts of my brain just shut down and I'm the least creative I you know, I can ever be when I'm in that mentality. So any last pieces of advice, last words of advice for someone who's listening or watching who thinks, right, that's it. I'm going to create a course. What would you say? How would you sum up? Um, You know, creating a course is absolutely life-changing because it takes you out of that one-to-one cycle. It it means that you are not in that kind of um, place of feeling like you have to do something. You should see that client, even if you don't want to. And it means that you can choose a life that works for you. Yes, 
there will be times where you feel like, oh my God, I want to chuck this out the window. And, and you may feel frustrated with it all, but keep going, have that vision in mind of how you want your life to be. And in doing that, it means that everything else will flow because you've got that vision, you've got that idea of what you want to create. And then secondly, once you've created the course, lots of people create a course and they go, Da-da! and then they're like, nobody wants to buy it. And it's it's not you, it's not your course, it's about eyeballs. You just need to make sure that lots of people are seeing it on a daily basis. So how are you going to get those eyeballs? And that might be using social media, that might be using ads, whatever it may be, using YouTube. You know, have a variety of strategies and test and tweak so you can create something that works for you. Fantastic. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and for sharing your expertise in course creation. It's been so lovely to have a chat with you and to hear more about your book and more about your membership. And I'm sure all our listeners are going to be um, really excited and motivated to start thinking about passive income and making money while they sleep. Thank you. Thank you.